0: The name Thomas in Hebrew is Ta'am, Ta'am. In Greek, it's Didymus. And in Hebrew and Greek, it means the same thing. It means twin or more generally speaking, paired. So Thomas, the name Thomas means to be paired with someone or something. The reason why we believe Thomas had a biological twin is because exactly his name means twin or paired. But I wonder if it means something more general. Not to say that Thomas didn't have a biological twin, but maybe his name signifies a deeper reality, that Thomas was an apostle who sought to pair himself, to twin himself with Jesus. There are three key Gospels that come up when we deal with Thomas the Apostle. The first one we heard about a number of weeks ago was actually the fifth Sunday of Lent. It was the raising of Lazarus. When Jesus announced to the Apostles that Lazarus had died and that he intended to return to Bethany to raise Lazarus, the Apostles were afraid. They were terrified. Jesus had just been driven out of Jerusalem. Bethany was very close to Jerusalem. They were plotting to kill Jesus. And they thought, if Jesus returned so soon, they might take his life. And Thomas spoke up in the midst of the entire apostles. And he said, let us all go with Jesus to Jerusalem to be killed. <laughs> he announced it not only on behalf of himself, but on behalf of all the apostles. Let us all go. Let us all be paired with Jesus and follow Jesus even unto death. Thomas comes back in a real profound way at the Last Supper. When Jesus is explaining in his last Supper homily, right, the first homily ever given, right, Jesus is explaining to his apostles that he is going to go to his father's house and prepare a room for His apostles, right? And that they would know, how to get there because they know the way. And Thomas pipes up. He interrupts Jesus' homily, right? He interrupts Jesus' homily and he says, Jesus, we don't know where you're going. How can we possibly know the way? And Jesus tells him this beautiful passage from John 14. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, right? It's a beautiful passage, but Thomas wanted to know what Jesus knew. He wanted his mind to be in union with Jesus's mind. He wanted to pair his knowledge with Christ. He wanted to know what Jesus knew. And then, of course, today's gospel. This is the third significant gospel passage with Thomas. And what is it that Thomas is asking for? Unless I place my hands, my fingers inside the nail marks, Unless I place my hand inside, inside the side of Jesus, the wounded side of Jesus, I won't believe. Thomas is longing to be united, to be paired completely, his hand inside the wounds of Jesus. He wants to be paired with the wounds of Christ, physically joined with Christ. Indeed, whether or not Thomas had a biological twin, we certainly can see that Thomas desires to be paired with Jesus, to be a twin of our Lord. Now, what does that mean for us? I think this great gift of the Apostle Thomas and his encounters with the Lord reveal a few important lessons for us today. The first is this. Even though our life might be a mess, God still calls us. Now, when I recounted those three events for you of Thomas' life with Christ, I gave a positive spin to them. There's a negative spin to these as well. Concerning Lazarus and Thomas's bold proclamation, let us all go and die with Jesus, Thomas certainly made that, but when the time came for Thomas to actually put his money where his mouth was, where was Thomas? <laughs> Not on the cross next to Jesus. He ran away like all the other apostles. He was unfaithful to the Lord in his bold proclamation to die with Jesus. Also, when we look at the Last Supper, Thomas is just struggling to understand. How many times has Jesus taught the apostles that he is the way? Maybe not in those words, but in all the other teachings he gave. And yet Thomas failed to understand. He couldn't get it. And then, of course, if we look at his request to put his hands into the, the nail marks and the wounds of Christ, is that not stubbornness? Was it not Peter, one of his best friends, who said, I saw the risen Christ? Was it not Mary Magdalene and all the other disciples who had already seen Jesus? Was their testimony not enough for Thomas's stubborn heart? And yet in the midst of his infidelity, his lack of understanding, and his stubbornness, God still chose him. And that's really good news for us. Because sometimes we feel like Thomas, don't we? We've been unfaithful to the Lord. We failed to understand something. We've been stubborn with Jesus. And how often are we we tempted to use those excuses as to why God would not choose us? No, I I can't be faithful to God. He, He would never choose me. Oh, I just struggle to understand That's just not me. He wouldn't choose me. Well, I'm just stubborn and I demand a lot. There's no way God would choose me. And yet God does choose me, just as he chose Thomas. So even though we might find our faith life at times in a mess, Thomas shows us that God still chooses us. Thomas also reveals to us that faith and doubt are not opposite realities. We call Thomas Doubting Thomas because of today's gospel. But is he really merely a man of doubt? Think about all that Thomas went through. He was unfaithful to God, right? He was afraid of persecution, right? He, let's see, what else? He was ignorant, he didn't understand. Uh, He probably saw for a moment, he probably thought, gosh, I left everything to follow Jesus, right? And Jesus failed from worldly standards. Like the Messiah, the guy I left my family and my home and all my possessions for, like he died on a cross. Thomas had every reason, in a sense, every worldly reason, not to be there on the eighth day when the apostles gathered together. He could have chosen any one of those reasons. Fear, ignorance, shame, failure. I'm going back home, right? But he didn't. He didn't use any one of those excuses. Instead he was there with the community that Jesus formed. Now does that sound like somebody who's merely a doubter? Not to me. Sounds like Thomas actually had a real faith, a struggle in his faith, but a real faith. A faith that allowed him to be there even in the midst of all of that uncertainty. Even in the midst of all of that. You see, doubt and faith are not opposites. They're actually two sides of the same coin. Doubt is something that every human person goes through, right? It's a part of the human experience, and it reveals our limitedness. I am not God. I cannot know everything with the certainty that God has. I can only know the things that are in front of me because I am a creature within the world and not the creator of the world. And so doubt is a natural part of our creatureliness, our limitedness. One of my favorite passages from Pope Benedict XVI's book, Introduction to Christianity, he says, The atheist chokes on the salt water of doubt just as much as the believer does. Isn't that our experience with doubt? Isn't that a great image for it? Choking on salt water. And that's not just something that a believer goes through, it's something that even a non believer goes through. Non believers and believers alike have asked the question what if I'm wrong? (laughs) What if I'm wrong? Doubt is a part of the human experience. And Thomas reveals to us that just because we have doubt doesn't mean that we are totally deprived of faith and that we can still grow in our relationship with God and come to deeper certainty even in the midst of doubt. The third beautiful lesson that I believe we get from the gift of St. Thomas is that Thomas shows us what it means to have a mature faith. We're all seeking deeper maturity in our faith and we want to know how to do that. And Thomas is a beautiful example because Thomas shows us that a mature faith seeks to pair with Jesus Christ even through uncertainty, doubt, fear, and shame. Although Thomas had all of those reasons not to be there, he chose to be there. Someone with a mature faith stays with the community Christ has founded because it was Christ who founded it. Think about that. Thomas chose to remain with the community Christ founded because it was Christ who founded it. No matter how broken that community was or uncertain or afraid or scattered or torn in so many ways, a, mature, a person of mature faith stays with what Christ f- founded, what Christ blesses, what Christ gives life to, because it's Christ who does it. Now, why is that important for us? Think about it. If we were looking for a reason to leave the Catholic faith, we don't have to look far, do we? A bad example of a sinful bishop or priest. You have a smorgasbord of bad examples you can choose from in the history of the faith. Maybe I had a bad experience as a kid. Maybe a nun hit me with a ruler, turned me away from the faith. We could use that as an example of why we don't want to be Catholic. Maybe it places a serious inconvenience on my Sunday schedule, or maybe I just feel like there's other ways of praying to God, or gosh, I don't get anything out of it. Or maybe it's not what I hoped it would be. We can pick any example we want and abandon the community that Christ has founded. But that is not a sign of mature faith. A mature faith stays with the community Christ has founded because it's Christ who founded it. Gosh, I think of all of you at home, what a beautiful gift. You're watching Mass on TV. You don't have to be watching Mass on TV. (laughs) You don't have to do any of this. But you do it because it's Jesus Christ who is at the heart of it all. That's a sign of a mature faith, right? That's the sign of someone who loves the Lord. That's what we're called to do right? There are many reasons to leave. There's one reason to stay, to pair myself with Jesus Christ. And when I am paired with him, when I am twinned with him, then my heart is unlocked all the graces he wants to give us. In particular, I have the capacity to experience the risen Christ in a profound and moving and beautiful way. My name is not Thomas. The names of My brethren that are here with me, none of them are named Thomas. Your name might be Thomas, but most of you are not named Thomas. But regardless of your name, regardless of my name, we all have the mission of St. Thomas, to be paired with Jesus. Lord Jesus, may the outpouring of your mercy on this day help us to be Ta'am with you.